welcome everybody to another episode of the Monitor Keeping Podcast. Uh, we've been away for a little bit, but been busy doing things. I'm here with Kai. Kai, how are you? We haven't even talked that much. Yeah, man, we've just been really busy. <laughs> just, uh, just too, too busy with everything going on. You know, it's the holiday season, so... Or it was the holiday season, or technically still is, kind of, for some of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's never-ending when, you like, you got kids and, you know, there's um, stuff that you got to attend to, things like that. And then the animals is basically full-time, you know, when we're not doing any of that other stuff, family stuff, responsibility stuff, yeah, so... Yeah, so it's kind of difficult to get in. And then, you know, recording sometimes. Mm-hmm. That has to land perfectly, too, on our days that we're free. So <laughs> really, um, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out until the next day's due. Right. But, um, you know, now that we've actually had a little bit of break, we're, we're, we're trying to get right back into it. You know, give you guys some quality episodes and stuff like that and go from there. Absolutely, man. It has been kind of busy. So so that the listeners know, um, I went down to Pomona where I actually got to meet Kai and Lynn in person, and uh, which was fun. But believe it or not, it was so busy, we barely got to talk to each other <laughs> at the yeah, show. Yeah. It like, it's, it's not your fault. It's kind of my fault. I'm kind of super hyper-focused, so it's like... And we're really busy. And to, to be honest, uh, I thought I was going to have Dean there more, but he uh-huh. kind of uh, he had something to attend to, some school stuff or whatever. So um, he, he had to cut out early. But if I didn't have to man both sides and everything like that and cup, I'd, I'd be a little bit more free. But to have to do and play almost every single hat. And, right. I mean, even Lynn, too. Lynn's doing everything as well. So. She's got like, you know, she's got to watch the front and make sure that, you know, we're talking to all the customers and engaging with them, not just, you know, saying hi or whatever, even though, even though that's, you know, the bare minimum, but right. It's like, uh, there's a lot to do, man. There's a lot to do. So it's hard to be one person at the, even, even two people, it's hard to be two people and talk to everybody and you know, when we're when we're out of a certain size, we have to cup a bunch, and it's not easy cupping them. You know, so right, they're just yeah. uh, doing all all the parts and uh, making sure that uh, everything is flowing good and everything like that. I, I know, you know, you were moving over there. Every time I looked over, you were either talking to somebody or you were on your knees praying in front of. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, <laughs> in front of the. Uh, grasshopper cage picking out things <laughs> yeah it's like uh now that i was you know it's like the second busy show because we've, we've had a couple very minor shows before where we cupped everything we knew what we we're gonna sell and what we had right right but, but you know these shows are so much bigger i'm literally just cupping a bunch um i cut for quality too so it's not it's not like they've been sitting there forever you know so it's like right. You, it's kind of like um, it's made to your order, right? Instead of something that's been sitting there for days or whatever. And so they, they, they get they get much more quality out of it rather than having something that's been old. What but, those- you know, I try to, try to continue that and uh, basically 
making sure that um, everything is everything is solid. I, I did want to make sure my next go around how we're gonna do stuff is a, not just presentation wise, but even the setup and how things flow. Um, I'm just trying to get a feel of it better, you know, set up a little bit more better, have it where I'm not on my knees, like trying to counter right. and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's all right, man. Whatever works, you know. <laughs> um, what were those big red, black, and yellow ones? Oh, those are the lubbers, grasshoppers. Those are the first that we've ever hatched and grew grew up. Those and, were awesome. Uh, yeah, man. Those are a good a good hot cake people love those they're 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 not for feeders they're for pets yeah, yeah but so many people were walking by looking at those i mean they're just big impressive bugs and yeah. uh there was that one that was hanging from the 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 ceiling as it was uh yeah. shutting off that exoskeleton and it was like dripping out like <laughs> it looked like something you see in a sci-fi movie it stopped quite a few people just to look at it myself included it was yeah, so yeah beautiful and gross at the same time <laughs> yeah pretty elegant yeah 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 people don't realize that's 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 like the, one of the coolest parts about them too they uh they basically are are, are like a praying mantis but a lot a little bit more robust yeah they still do the, they still suspend from their shed it's pretty cool yeah and uh, another big thank you to you and lynn for hooking up the snacks you guys saved our butts and i'm still thinking about those macaroons those things man yeah, oh my man. goodness yeah i just finished them I, I just finished mine <laughs> <laughs> i had i had one in my my shirt pocket and i didn't remember it was there until i'm sitting at the airport with alex and i bust this thing out and uh you know at that point we're just tired the show's done those macaroons were so good I was like, halfsies? You know? <laughs> I bit yeah. that thing in half and gave him the other half. <laughs> yeah, man. It was a different show. How, how, how I would describe it compared to like either other Pomona's or, or the Anaheim show that we were just at a, a few months ago, right? Um, uh, man, I think COVID had a little bit to do with the the intake of customers or intake of people right just yeah. people going into the show you know it took them how much longer to right. get in you know hour hour or two at least i would say to you know not just line up and wait in that long line but you know then you have to go through the covid testing and this and that the verification all that adds up you know it may not be a whole lot for one person but when you calculate thousands of people that need to come in you know right right the predicted is more than several thousand even even then you know and so yeah i think what that does is because we only have so much time and and let's say people are typically already all within the, within the door by like one or two o'clock you know but by the time it was that time like one or two it was still kind of still kind of lacks on, on the on the amount of like traffic that that we're normally seeing at that time you know yeah yeah so you know and you know you never know people are kind of divided between the whole covid thing and not covid thing or whatever they believe and and so some people you know obviously didn't want to go at all so maybe there was there's a fair amount of people that are also staying at home 
Right. And then there's the people that want to stay at home. Right. Because they're scared of everything, you know? So, dang, I I don't know. When When I think about it, it's like, okay, we're not... We're not together in this right now, but <laughs> but but, uh, but I mean I guess you know it's just it's just kind of how we're, how it flows to make money you know, right? Um, I don't know, I, but I felt like it gave me time, or it gave us time to talk to everybody yeah. instead of being rushed so much, right? So in a way, we're out there you know grinding and trying to trying to communicate as much as we can you know talk to people make the sale right things like that um and this time it was a little bit more of a breeze rather than you know quickly talking like you know wasting your breath almost talking to this guy the next person the next person you kind of saying the same thing right but you got to do it really fast because you want to be able to talk to everybody and there's going to be so many people walking by your booth you know right so yeah it's it's a tough one man i felt like it was a a plus and minus that there weren't so many people there. We're still able to achieve the numbers that we did in that, like we did in Anaheim. So I'm not going to sweat, sweat it that much. Right. Um, yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was fun. It was interesting. So for the listeners, it was my first time on the other side of a table. Um, so it was a big learning experience for me in that. Oh, that was your first time. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought you'd been on the, uh, on this side of the table a lot already. No, I've I've sent animals before, but I've never. Um, you no know, wonder no, you were so. Uh, no wonder you were so kind of like virgin type to it. <laughs> I have that written on my face. Yeah. What do I kinda, do? Kind of don't know what to do. Nope, didn't have but, a clue. Uh, and, yeah, man, it's 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 you know it's like to to dissect like like how to make sales a little bit. It's all about like how you talk to customers, you know. I yeah. talk to people. Also, I think at the same time, there wasn't a ton of people that were there looking to spend. Not, right. not, not that I saw. Um, there was a lot of the the typical bread and butter. And don't get me wrong, that's that's perfectly fine too. Um, but you just see a lot of that, and I think there's just an influx of new keepers, and they're not. Yeah. They don't buy monitors, man. They buy bearded dragons and geckos and ball pythons, know, ball pythons <laughs> and stuff like that. And they're yep. not. They're not buying a stone wash bread lie because they don't know what the fuck a bro stone wash bread lie is. But they'll get there. They'll get, yeah. see with new keepers. Yeah. I have a. I'm fairly certain a good amount of them will go on to keep other things and kind of yeah. you know try to venture out into the reptile world. And uh, so it was fun having a few conversations with people. Also, I got to meet some of the the listeners, some of the people that I've met on uh, Instagram or Facebook and whatnot, uh, which was really cool. So you know putting a face to somebody's handle or name and, you know, yeah. knowing the, the talked about or, um, it was, it was great to really meet a lot of you guys. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I, I told myself prior to the show that I would at least try to like communicate with people, man. Cause in An- Anaheim, like I, I didn't do nothing really, you know, like <laughs> I, in this, to this show, I didn't really do anything either. You know, I, I didn't like go and do anything with anybody else afterwards. Right. It's because I can't, it's because I really can't. I have to come back home, set up the grasshoppers. You know, by the time we're done with all that, I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm caked. I'm back home. I'm not leaving. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I told myself I was like, all right, you know, you you gotta like acknowledge people. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, like, hey, you're there. Let me uh, say what's up to you. Like, guy. <laughs> guy oh, guy, yeah. Guy's like, dude, I think I've known on the internet for years. I would right. say upwards to several years, right? Um, maybe even a decade if we really go back really that far. You know, but meeting him, he's like, he's like meeting a wizard, you know? <laughs> right? It's like the way, uh, the way he came too with his hat like that. And yeah. he came like coronavirus was right next to him chasing him. You know? like, <laughs> but he came. He came he and got came. his cork tubes. Yeah. And I still have his cork tubes sitting right here too. Yeah, like, if you're listening, go get your cork tubes. <laughs> no, I have to drop it off to him. He paid me. Okay, (laughs) I gotta go. I gotta bring it to him. Like, there were so many people that came by, and because we set them at the end over there on the far side of the tables, and uh, they were on top of the tables. There were so many people coming by. Like, how much for this? Like, resold it. Hmm. Yeah. After about fifteen people, I started thinking. Hmm. (laughs) I told myself I had a bunch of leaves too, so I brought two packs of leaves. Yeah, they sold within the first twenty minutes of. I yeah, should brought, I should have brought all of them because people were wanting that. They were getting charged ten, twelve dollars for a little Ziploc bag. I and, know, it, you man. know, that's like one setup when I gave them like fifty handfuls for twenty five dollars. That's so crazy, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, leaves are a plentiful during certain times. So, it, yeah, I I was watching some of the stuff. Like, you know, sometimes having some of that stuff on your table. Hey, that'll it's that'll what people go. are looking for, you know. It's like, and at that at that volume, sure, everybody has leaves for five dollars for a little bag. But, geez, it's there's some leaves, you know. Like, right. You got to understand. I mean, sure, it, it took somebody some effort, and maybe they 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 got paid for that to to bag all that stuff up. But right I mean, at the end of the day, there there's there's some leaves, you know. So <laughs> the kind of bag Kai's talking about, it was just like. For you can for fit the, your leg in it. That's how right. It yeah, it's like for like the back straps off of elk. Okay, for one of those freezer saver bags that you know. Yeah. Uh, so it was just full of leaves. It was it was a pretty good amount. In fact, when you first pulled them out, I was looking at them like, hmm. You know, not that I don't have them all over. It's just that's nice and tidy. Yeah, should have <laughs> brought more. Uh, I don't know. the The show was great. The show was. I mean, all in all, like. The show was great because we got to be, you know, ourselves. And right. even if the show was shitty, I'd still have fun, you know. Absolutely, but, it was uh, fun hanging out. Right, because I think when it, it when it is really slow, you have fun, right? Yeah. Um, but um, when it's you know, obviously when it's busy, it's busy. It should be busy, so. Right. Yeah, man. I don't so, know. So, <laughs> did you even get a chance to really even walk around and look at anything? Oh man, briefly once. Yeah. Yeah. We're right next to the bathroom, so I didn't really get to like venture. I, I normally go to the restroom, take a peek for like a minute and then run back. But nah man, I saw I saw a giant butterfly lizard. Yeah. I think the giant butterfly gamma. The tail yeah. the tail was really the tail was really beat up on it, but the, the lizard was a massive though. Um that was cool. Shoot. Uh the Dorianus that you picked up. That was yeah. all probably one of the nicest animals at the show, I would say. Um, Nothing's doing great, by the way. <laughs> I, I was a little to, nervous. I wanted to look for pancake tortoises, 
and box turtles, but I didn't really see them. But I wasn't, mm. I wasn't really looking. I was just like, all right, if I'm gonna scan by, I'm gonna walk by the tables that have the most like odds and ends and underrated, underrated stuff, right? Like, right. Because that, that's what that's what I like. That's what I like. I like underrated stuff. I just, right. Sure, the, the the cool stuff, the popular stuff is fine, but for me, I'm looking for like um sandfish or um i don't know uh, uh false chameleons or i don't know <laughs> johnson i don't know something really yeah something really random and people yeah. don't really like them too much you know um yeah yeah uh, uh I'm, I'm looking to do like live bear stuff yeah so waiting for the i might drop like on, on a on a Kimberly clutch, I might try to take that money and put it towards small Adjourna. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm with but you on that. Smallest ones, though. I don't want the ones that get a foot long. I want the little ones that only get like this big. Right. So I can keep them in a twenty gallon, because I don't have as much space. But I'd like to do something different than egg layers, because you know it's just something different, right? Right. Something challenging. I think the same thing. I um, I was talking to someone about that actually recently. Uh, that same family of skinks, just so I can maybe keep them at the house and watch the whole life cycle, see the parents, you know. Uh, live yeah, they're birth. very communal, right? Yeah, very, very communal. they're young and um, yeah, it's just something different you get to see in the reptile world. So I'm with yeah. you on that. I'll let you dip your toes into it. Get to breeding them, Kai. Let's. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta commit to it first. I gotta. Right. I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm kind of. What, what it is is because I'm so focused on the coli project right now is that if I get anything else, it takes away from some of my time that could be devoted to them, and right, really, I'll feel bad because then I didn't, you know, put, put my 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 whole all into it. I started buying other stuff and got distracted really when i i know better i know better you know there will be a day i think that the coli project for you is going to be almost second nature you know uh maybe maybe that's too ambitious to think that way but i have a feeling you'll get to the point where you know what to expect what to look for what you have to do and what you don't have to do and uh getting these new setups back up and how i want them like so, I guess talking, you know, monitor wise, my my cages right now, right? Mm-hmm. I think one, two, three. I'd say like five out of the dozen cages, like function really well, like really well. The others, they're not hooked up all the way. Maybe they don't really need to be because they're for males, right? So I won't count those. Um, you know, the male setups are, are not bare, but they, they don't have a nest bin. Yeah. Right? They just have they have an area for them and everything like that. They have they can what I really make sure the males have is a cool spot. So that is um you know, that's how I have those guys. But now that I have the female setups or not not now, but I'm basically in the process so i had i had movers come in today help me lift some cages up off the ground these eight footers um (laughs) because what i 
thought I was helping myself do, um, which on on the cool side for the male, great. Then we're we're if you're picturing an eight foot by it's an eight foot by three by three, and so half of it is more than half of it is for the male, and then a smaller section, I'd say like a third of the cage is just for the female, and that's where the nest bin is, or not even the nest bin. It's fully it's full on sand. Yeah. and soil and it's uh filled up to the very top maybe a good 15 inches of soil so it's a lot a lot of a lot of volume and um i uh had to uh really really get that cage up off the ground because the cold side was too cold. it was colder than the air and the other surface temperatures even on the floor it yeah. just yeah <laughs> it, it was it was like 59 60 degrees while the air temperature is easily 70 something and the floor temperature around the area was 70 something degrees so the, that cold soil was a, it pulled from a lot more than i expected right yeah. um and so um it was a good thing that i caught it on today it was also not that pleasant because how i found it was because there's ants in that enclosure now it's like <laughs> You know, they decided to move in because my enclosures are so immaculate, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> That's you know, why. <laughs> it's like they, they came and they're nesting. They're, where I had this log buried for the female to nest, there's just a shit ton of ants there. So it's like the ants themselves require some heat too because I used to do a little bit of anting myself. And so raising <laughs> them requires a little bit of heat as well. And so they're kind of just honed in on that area that I have that's 84 or 83 degrees for the female to lay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that one little tiny area that I had heating up this whole like three by three volume of, of soil, right? And so it was just so much for this little pad to do, which was I was, I was talking about where just my PVC sleeve with the heat pad inside, right? Right. Um, for this amount of volume, not it wasn't working that well okay um so it i thought it i thought it'd work a lot better and it'd penetrate much further out but it only really penetrated within the first three to four inches maximum oh wow Um, so anything leaned up against it if she were to lay right there no problem but you know she's got a it's not that she'd have a hard time finding it or anything like that it's just there's I, i would want more warm soil so I had the cages lifted up off the floor in amongst of all of this, so getting ants, figuring out how to get rid of them, not really getting rid of them, removing all the soil, then having to, as I dig down every part of the enclosure, even though Lynn's taking out the soil, I'm I'm hitting it with the temperature gun, so that way I know what's what. And I'm, I don't have to be like, oh, that was... I think that was 70 degrees. I think that was 80 degrees. I know that fucker was 60 something degrees. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah. So I apologize. I've been cursing a few times on this episode. It's because I've had a long day, man. <laughs> a long day. It hasn't even stopped. I just promised to do this episode. I didn't want to lax on any more because we, we need to catch up on a couple. But oh, I um, hear you. It's been so busy all day. Like I, we haven't stopped, and we've gone to like, we went to Long Beach, right? Yeah. The, the piece, the, what happened was, got ants. Basically, had 
the movers come right after I moved, removed all the soil and all that stuff like that, so they can lift the cage up off the floor. I felt I felt bad if I were to make them carry four hundred more pounds of dirt. <laughs> I should have made them do it though, because <laughs> it, they ended up breaking one of my glass doors in another enclosure, right? And so that was added onto the task of things to do today, which I still haven't completed because we went to go there. And I basically probably I, I told the guy the wrong the wrong thickness. And, oh boy! Uh, it was, it's a tad bit too thick where it it fits but doesn't slide. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So. Well, gotta, now you got to make another cage out of it. That's all that. No, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna freaking just set that aside. <laughs> break it, break it for fun, but uh, no, because then I have to clean that up. So I'm not gonna break it. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah, man. So today's been a day we got back here in all that traffic from Long Beach. Yeah. So, yeah, it's killer. That's no joke. Try to make it in time. Got yeah. it, got here, realized that I, I, whatever whatever was going on today, I wasn't going to win. So I'm just <laughs> call it a day. Down, letting that glass piece go. Yeah, I've been even trying to get a hold of another guy that's, that was hoping to do it. And. And my normal cage guy, he's not responding, but it's dinner time. Maybe he's busy or something. So how dare he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Answer uh, me now. You're right. <laughs> Answer me uh, now, or I'll give you a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, real quick for me, going back to the the show, um, mm. it was very interesting. So flying in, man, it was so windy that oh. we, we, we had to circle around again, okay? So basically we got blown off a little bit and uh, the pilot yeah. decided for safety reasons he was going to basically ascend again, circle around and come back in. And it was real shaky coming in both times. Well, the guy that was in the row, I was sitting next to Alex, um, Alex from Sim Container for the listeners, and, you know, we're like, cool, we get to sit on a coach flight together, whatever, get in there Southwest. Um, and it's really not, it's like you take off, you're in the air for like 15 minutes where they turn off the signs and then you got to sit back down again because you're actually descending. You spend more time ascending and descending than actually stable in the air. Um, and that's, that's like, that's a seven hour flight or seven hour drive time to save going from Northern California to Southern California. So it's still seven hours out. of back pain. Saving. Right. Right. That's, that's how we think about it. Absolutely. And, um, <laughs> Oh, on that note, Kai, I got to talk to you after this. I, I got to send you some money for the, uh, the vendor stuff and everything. I got to touch base with you. Um, but so this guy, he's already starting to get sick on the first go around. And then we take off again and he's throwing up just all over the place on this packed flight. Right. And so the, the lady who was sitting next to him, she looks behind her towards us, towards Alex specifically. She's like, do you have another basic barf bag? Right. So he hands it to her and, you know, nice deed doesn't go unpunished. Uh, once we finally land, he looks down at the bag that was by his feet. There's throw up all over it. <laughs> it was so nasty. He just he grabbed his stuff out of the bag. I took some of it, and we just left the bag on the plane. Just uh, there was no saving it, you know. <laughs> so we get in that night. Um, 
John picks us up. I hope he doesn't get too upset for uh, busting him out like this. So John picks us up, and he's got this this newer snazzy car that's all uh, decked out with all these special fixings and everything. Problem is, he doesn't know how to unlock the doors. <laughs> so now he's having to roll down the windows. We're having to reach in from the uh, open window, like you know, the uh, 1998 Honda Civic style. Uh, <laughs> unlock the doors that way get in and then we're driving to the show and in pomona they had been hit with these uh these heavy winds too so there's intersection lights out all over the place there's like tumbleweeds and palm branches yeah and, uh, <laughs> it was crazy yeah Trees had fallen down, like even in the parking lot at the hotel. Uh, I think it, there was a tree that fell on some people's car. Um, so it was just nuts, even even just getting there. And uh, the only thing uh, we were worried about was food. So we weren't going to eat before the flight. So finally we land. We're like, okay, what's still open? Thank God for Southern California. Those little Mexican food taqueria places open 24 hours. They saved our lives. That's all I can say. That food tasted so good. Um, so that was that was night number one. Then the show. The show was good. Um, got to meet a lot of people. Kind of, you know, uh, get my feet wet a little bit. And then at the show, you mentioned that giant butterfly agama. Secretly, I've been wanting some of those. But I want to get at least a group if not a pair, an actual pair, uh, but the giant ones. I just think they're awesome-looking lizards. A um, few other things. They had some Baja rock lizards over there, the Baja Blues. Uh, those were cool. Those what are cool, but, man, they're so fast. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, what? I always thought they would be super cool if on one side you had a cage that, like, kind of played to those highlights of the real bleach sand and the blues, and right next to it you had, like, a – He'll bar a rock monitor setup that played to the red because kind of you could keep them very similarly. Um, or basically them <clears throat> next to some Chuck Wallace. Yeah, that would be cool too. <laughs> Go for that wild look. Um, I always, I always hurt for Chuck Wallace, and I, I can't catch him, man. Oh man, Is, are you seeing them? You just can't catch them. A little bit of both. Yeah. I can't see them. I can't see them. And whatever I do see, it's like swift gone. It's fast. Man, I got to yeah. take you some places. There's some uh, good good Chuckwalla herping. But yeah, you got to kind of sneak up on them before they run away. Um, for those, those field herpers out there that uh, actually have made a lizard noose, they work pretty good on oh, yeah, Chuckwalla. I've seen those in action. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, that Dorianus you got from the sh the show. Um, it's eating good. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's eating. Um, it's it's still real flighty. Of course, I expect that to be that way for a while. Um, my other two that were younger, I got them as babies. Um, they've started to chill out and tolerate me a little bit. Now I can actually slide open the cage without them bolting off. If I go to reach anywhere near them, they still bolt. If I have food, they're kind of waiting to see what I do. Um, so with this guy, I'm just worried about feeding them, get past that, what seems like that quintessential first week, which I'm already past now by a couple days. Make sure they're feeding. Everything's good. They got water. They look good. 
Um, I'm still, you know, got a little PTSD from the the other ones dying on me within that first week. Um, so this one's doing great. Uh, it's really, really colorful. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a lack of color or if it's really colorful. I guess it depends on how you look at it. But what's interesting is, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Bill. Okay. Welcome to the show. <laughs> um, what's interesting is there's no blue on its tail. It's completely like that washed yeah. out kind of ghost that color. gray look. Right. So I that found that super look. interesting. So I'm going to see how it develops. And um, maybe there's something else to it. I, I like the blue tails personally, but this thing just looks cool how it is. Yes. I've never seen any of these things. Okay, I've seen some of them, but I've never seen one like yours as an adult. I yeah, don't even yeah. think I've seen too many like the one that passed. I don't think I've seen any like that as an adult. Don't get me wrong. Like I've seen most of the sarongs types, right? The, the darker right. ones. Um, those right. I've seen plenty as an adult, but I've never seen one like yours. It should be a very stellar animal, almost like I'd say black and white or something along those lines. It doesn't. I know it had like, you know, when when animals acclimate and they get healthy, they develop more colors sometimes, right? right? I'm pretty sure some yellows would pop in and peaches, right? But it's, yeah, it's kind of like a, this like ghostly green tint to it almost. Oh, the yellow okay. spots are still there. They're real faded yeah. though. But like this this real slight green tint to that gray and um, no blue. Um, so yeah, it's it's really an interesting animal. But I, I'm thinking the same thing. I look for pictures. I see a few out of like Indo. Um but not like that, though. Yeah, not not quite like that. Which you know, um, I'm I was very happy to get. That's that's the honest truth. Um, yeah, man, it really replaces the one that R.I.P. Oh gosh, no, that was that was another one of a kind animal on the on yeah. the orange side of things. That still breaks my heart. Yeah. Orange uh, with like more like like flame, like actual red. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, I that hope... was nuts. I hope to come across one of those again. Um, hey, uh, just, you, the, the one that you're expecting to be males, man. Yeah. I, I would take the extra effort. Make those nice. Yeah. Yeah. Make them, like, friendly if you could. And, and or also, like, easygoing, you know? Right. I think that's the hard part with having the any of the, the, the Indicus breed. Man, if the male is he's too is he if he's too rough and you know your timing is really off and like it's just difficult because when you introduce them they're 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 really cantankerous or they're like honorary and frantic back and forth right right against you but then also against each other right and so I think it's it's good to get one that won't respond so bad when the female when the female goes after him you know right those uh two. Are, so I have the older, what I assume is a male, um, but he's not huge. He's under three feet. Um, he's, the he's, second one that was right. that I sent to you, right? Okay, right. He's about thirty inches. I would I would say, and but then, he's good, right? He's actually yeah, keep, yeah. Keep him good, like that. We'll we'll really need a function because regardless on whether it's Dorianus, 
pastel or, or the one that you just got or um i mean even if it's the kind of like the the more darker type man right. if it's a it's a working animal plug it you know You're right because uh, all we really need is a great male the female we can worry about getting her to be up to par and you know females it's not that they come dime a dozen or anything like that it's not a hard hard find Right. And then it's just having a super good stellar male. That's cool. He's pretty. So he'll definitely add to the colors, but even just getting a functional male that's nice, he's not really going to respond poorly to the, to the females napping at him. Then I want to, I think, and I want to go the kind of the, the, what we would say is those uh, pastels, um, I want to go that route in this, but I also want to go for the real colorful orange and yellows. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I'll, I don't know. This project you have might... so many that you have, you can plug and play. Yeah. You should have five animals now, right? Six. I have one, two, four, four, four. So I had two in the endo shipment that. Oh, right. So three not, of that went, right? Right. They both died pretty quick after i thought they were doing great but maybe it's just my inexperience with uh failing indicus stuff is it's tough one i've had some where they're great or i mean like the one that i was nursing here remember so that one was here not not that like i keep them crummy or anything like that but that one was here was in like a basic setup little half log some dirt a water dish and stuff to climb on the walls right nothing crazy it's just some plastic stuff so it's like a very big for me it's, it's it's my signature but it's a basic setup right right so that thing was here for for, for months right i was fixing its nose it's oh all, man you did so well yeah. with that thing yeah that, man, it's crazy that really hurts my heart to and the thing for the listeners out there that that animal is actually in my freezer because i will figure out I have to figure out what I got to open it up and it just kills me. Cause every time I open that freezer to get something out, it's right there in plain sight. And it's, this might be morbid. It's just as beautiful frozen as it is uh, yeah. in life. I mean, it was just an amazing animal and I, I really want to know what the heck was going on. Cause um, uh, it still boggles my mind because it wasn't, there wasn't even sunken in eyes on this animal. By the time I put it in the freezer, like its eyes, every time I open it, it still looks like it's looking at me. Um, they still look fresh. There was no like uh, dehydration going on. There wasn't any like rapid body weight loss. Um, so that yeah, one is really weird. It's just one that stumps me. Yeah, super weird. I've had, I've had a, a peach throat croak on me. I've had a a couple baby mangroves that I've purchased. Um, I've even had some that I hatched out and all of a sudden right after the first couple hours just die yeah. so i've had i've had it happen to me more than more than once um you know but uh yeah man they're they're tricky dude i, I don't know what it is it's it's a, the non uh I, I call it blistering but they don't like that blistering heat no they don't like it at all um so that that could do it if that sends them into shock um yeah i I, I think it might. I, I think you might be right about that. Um, I can't say that I. I don't know. 
Ah, uh, there's still too much to figure out. But I know this is what I know. The ones that I have now all doing well. Uh, it made me do a real quick review of what's going on. The the odd thing is a lot of it is just I didn't change much. It's just more attentive to like okay, uh, making sure it's fresh water all the time. Simple things. Um, you know, I don't go three days in a water bowl. Uh, it gets changed out. Um, uh, yeah, always... picture that that new female that you got oh. with a very very nice male that you have. Yeah, that would be a pretty combo. See, that's that's what's killing. And so I think one of my so back to what's still living, what I can work with, the male that I have. Um, I mean, he's and you you would know better on Indicus complex stuff. It seems like he's just taking off in growth compared to the other one that that I got together. They were both the same size babies. Um, now the growth isn't bad in the other one that looks that's kind of presenting as female right now. Yeah, it's um, going to be typical. She's the build on. Well, I mean, I can't want to say exactly for Dorianis because I've seen some big girls too. <laughs> the, the typical build is is a, uh, they're like they're they're just daintier along the way. Yeah, they'll catch up. It's like their their first year to two years even is. It's not that it's a hit or miss. It's just light surfing. You know, they're 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 barely just eating a, a fair amount, just enough, right? Right. Um, but then, like when they're, I'd say maybe twenty inches, twenty four inches, man, they'll start. They'll start demanding a lot more food. Yeah, that's what I remember about Dorianis. Because when I got that that rescue, had like a messed up leg and a messed up nose front, right, and a busted tail. Um, I, I got it when maybe it was like, tw- maybe eighteen inches, something like that. 15 18 inches something like it, I, it in pictures it looked a lot bigger but it, it fit like on my forearm you know so it yeah. wasn't too big and um and then uh i got it out of the bin setup that it was in man and set it up in like a little four by two by two uh-huh. and just like fed it right and it just grew and outgrew that and i put it in another cage like it was like a four by five and eventually eventually turn into like some three four foot beast man and it just, yeah crazy and it, it was it ended up being a girl yeah yeah so it was they're nuts once they get to that two to three foot range man just take off yeah they're a definitely different beast i really wonder how yours are gonna be when it's time when right it's like that that two-year-old mark at least that's what I'm kind of prepping for with my future plans and everything too, is okay. They're going to need cages. I'm going to need to be able to separate animals on just, you know, on a whim if I need to. Um, so basically, you know, cages for both um, or a cage for every animal. And with the yeah. idea that I can put those animals together in one of these cages, it has to be, big enough to cohabitate two animals while I'm trying to see if they're, you know, compatible and then have something on the fly that's uh, ready and available just in case things go south with them. So that's what I'm gearing up towards. That's why uh, other than maybe adding in a few choice animals to the Dorianus project, there's probably not too much going to be going on. I actually, um, 
So, I, would, I would only add another female, and then if the male is like, on, you can't you can't turn them turn them turn them down. You know, right? He's either really good or well, really gorgeous. That's my problem. See, I thought, okay, I might pick up one or two more animals, and then I went to the show, and this animal of all things pops up. It's like, well, yeah. I, I, I must is needs that, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, I was just surprised that was even there. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, if there's, you guys want, to been some a lot of a lot of rare stuff coming in lately. Yeah, there's been some interesting stuff for sure. Oh, uh, at the show there was the what's referred to as a Dorindicus. Uh, my first time seeing those, and it was. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've like, read about them, seeing them in person. Um, interesting, you know. It's just a mangrove monitor that's got a a biggest a bigger build for sure. They so they get a lot right. bigger, right? Um, and then they're also equipped with a blue tongue, and um, their their snout is a little bit bigger, so that makes them look like males all the time. Um, yeah but uh so all right um they also when they're pattern fragments right mm -hmm. it's, they're they're at that like where where the yellow is circled by the, the last of the black right as it separates right that part also during that time makes them really look like a dorianus because the dorianus spots during that time you know yeah um, yeah, yeah. I saw some of that. That's what I, I was. It was like a mixture of the Dorianus pattern yeah. with the disrupted kind of mangrove pattern yeah. on it. It was it was a trip. Yeah, yeah. So I have um, little Ernius. His mom is a Dorianicus that I got from John and Alex back then. Okay. Um, that I, that bot was a I thought was a male. To go in, they even thought it was a male, but turned out this female ended up laying eggs like a year or two later. So, definitely wasn't a girl. I mean, what wasn't a boy? Um, and so she laid a partho clutch. I hatched that one egg out, and then bred her to big Ermius now, right? Yeah. Um, and so big Ermius and this big Dorindicus girl bred. And that's what I. That's how I have little Ermius now. Okay. Um, so yeah, little Ermius is now the fifty percenter that's breeding with a lot of the pure Kylans that I'm hoping to make a seventy-five percenters. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So uh, basically, how pretty you see little Ermius is too. Yeah. Uh, it's like amplification from both the Kylan side. And the Dorindicus side, it's 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 pretty nuts. He's he's really yellow. Well, I could just imagine, you know, through you're, you're kind of still at the beginning in a lot of ways of this this project and uh, what's known about these animals. Um, but can you imagine what, uh, let's say 20, 20, 30 years, just like we've been able to do with some of the Australian stuff? Not us personally, but um, the Australian stuff in the U.S imagine what you could potentially line breed or yes. selectively breed for, you know, it's kind of what I'm working now. It's if I can do any of the peers, I have pure mangrove monitor stuff, but with little Ermius, I'm looking just to make 
something that's like like the mutt kai island mutt you know right. it kind of it kind of gets i'd say i don't think they're going to be easily bred like that though i mean right. I, hope, I hope people get to that point but i, I don't I, I just don't think it's going to work out like that so um unless someone you know they were really doing it and they became simpler to breed because indicus are also not that simple to breed so right um but they can make the 75 percenter thing and it'd be like flabbies right it's where yeah. how pure do we know it is so in a way it's so bad for the people that don't like the intergrades and hybridizations whatever but uh, uh, these are my animals. I don't. Care. <laughs> I will say yeah. this on that on that topic. It's funny because I'm I'm of two minds in the snake world, in the, the python world specifically with the stuff I keep. I want pure animals, and I'm not. I have no intention of hybridizing my animals. You know, right. getting and they mean more down the line, right? Like for, like for instance, the boa situation right now. Basically, yeah. any of the mutt boas aren't really too much of a high dollar anymore or you know they've come down very fast in, right. in market value right while like pure surinams or something like that is is destined to cost a lot more just because right. it's that's the pure look it's full for one harder to find harder to find pure all that stuff like that right absolutely and you know that that's true in that world and for the most part with the the monitor world i'm the same way I'm not going to yeah. take, um, you know, uh, a Kimberly and a Tristis and, and right. purposely put them together and, you know, try to make something. But I will say this, being my own hypocrite, I guess, the sand monitor crosses are still my favorite um, animals. They, yeah. From the time I saw my first one, uh, I know some people are upset they were crossed. Now, be upset if you want to be, but there was also at that time pure animals. It's just we, as a hobby, I wasn't there at the time. We failed to maintain the pure lines. I think there's yeah, a place for both. You know, maintain the pure. Work with what you can so that it doesn't disappear. Let this be a lesson to us. But at the same time, I I always love the crosses. From seeing that first one, keeping some crosses now, um, they were capable of the robustness of, you know, the Gould Eye, the Argus um, monitors, they took the, they, they're still smaller um, in every way from like a, an Argus monitor, but they took out some of the colors, like some of the backs on these things that were made uh, back in the day were almost completely neon green with like maybe little flecks of yellow or flecks of like rust color red. I mean, and, and so the underside is tan on this, or, you know, like a normal sand monitor would be, but you got these amazing reds that would come out sometimes. And it just blew my mind what they were capable of. Uh, so I, I got a special place in my heart for those. So with that being said, I think, you know, you could also line breed for select colors. Um, and to anybody out there that, you can uh, maybe be upset with Kai. I don't even know if anybody is. You can maybe be upset with Kai if if you think that, um, uh, hey, why are you mixing stuff? Only aim for the pure stuff. He's getting it done. He's on the scoreboard. And I would ask you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to further the project? 
How are you helping? Um, you know, get on board because the same thing could happen if Kai is the only one working with. I'm, I'm speaking to you like you're or speaking to the audience like you're not here. <laughs> if you, Kai, are the only one working with these animals um, and they disappear, you can't get it done. Then guess what, guys? They might be lost to us. If Indo shuts down, we won't get these in. This has happened already with like uh, we're seeing it with uh, Timor monitors, Peacock monitors. Um, what else have we skyrocket price in all the tree monitors, stuff like right. that? So yeah, it's am I harder, harder to find too and harder to get some some of these stuff that we take for granted right now just because they get imported, you know. Right. Um yeah, so in a perfect I mean, world, yeah, pure everything we have availability to, but I'm working on it, working on it. So don't get me wrong, I don't want to just have mm, I'd say mutts out there, although they're, they they are very pretty, pretty mix. Yeah, it's not, it's not a downgrade at all. It's it's almost an upgrade. Um, but um, yeah, man, it's uh, see that that's it's, a tough it's, thing. It's a, it's a tricky thing. I, I'm I guess I'm use utilizing now the captive bred ones uh-huh. as as training as what I'm learning from. Um, going back from going back into the conversation about a little bit about um, the Dorianas that you have, right? Man, um, raising my young Kai Islands and the ones that I bred and stuff like that, they were great, and then they weren't great, and they're fine. So they uh. were great as babies. They're great when they're small, right? They're not mm-hmm. too mean to each other at all. They might huff and puff a little bit, nip at each other when feeding, but not too bad, right? And then they reach like puberty and sexual maturity and then it's not so much of breeding it's asserting themselves right. the and dominance so then, pecking order the, yeah the pecking order realizing what there are what they're capable of how they should handle situations right so i had little Hermes. he was actually a real dick when <laughs> when um he first hit like his year right and mangroves can't be produced in their first year i've tried to with this with several animals but they actually wait a while so his first year i thought he'd be ready or something like that right right and i put him with a few different girls he basically tried to maul them all you know he tried to bite them bite them in their arm actually tore some of them up a little bit where they had a heel um you know things like that basically being um a bad male you know mm-hmm. he's just too aggressive he's too bitey rather than a little bit of nipping is okay a little bit on the shoulder stuff like that or a nip on the tail here and there but not not where it's a lot of blood and so um yeah just i had a i had a, I had to teach him and at the same time he had to learn by just experience you know so i'm not doing a whole lot of teaching other than hooking him in Right, right. Whether they were ready to go or not, I read the behavior from just you know them approaching each other. They had to be introduced while they're also mean too, not just when they're nice, because the way another one responds, and maybe the first once or twice is not so great, but later on, and you're more repetitive with stuff. They get more used to the routine. They get used to the other animal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
helps out a little bit. So reading the Dorianus in the future project, you're, you may run into the same thing that I ran into with my younger stuff. Not at a year or that, that size that you would think most and what they say for a lot of monitors that they're you know ready to go in a year. Um, these guys aren't ready to go in a year. You know, they, they kind of wait a little bit. I, I would almost say that I've seen that definitely in the dwarf. I've seen Aust it in a lot of Aussie stuff for Aust sure. Yeah, Australian dwarf monitors. I believe that one hundred percent. I just I wonder if that has to do with the harsher seasons when they have availability of things. There's the necessity to grow fast, reproduce. Sure, and I think I think it's more plentiful where these other island endemic monitors might be, but I don't know. True. I I, I couldn't really tell you because we're not out there. But yeah, yeah, that's I don't know. I think there's there's something to be made. I, I have to spend some more time thinking on it as to no, don't get me wrong, because water monitors, if you can grow a female, I think her first twelve months, fifteen months, she can go. You know? Um, yeah. That's that's a four foot water monitor female. I've seen I've seen just about there. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah. So but, uh, but I've tried to do it with these indicus. I ended up just making them fat. <laughs> yeah and, and it carries on you know some people say you can't overfeed babies i feel like you carry on the behavior of needing to eat so much into their juvenile and sub-adult and adult stage that their stomachs are so big that they just they just need to fill up you know yeah um, when when you're when you're feeding so so lean a little um and you're spacing it out more or more frequent, smaller meals. Um, it just works out a little bit better. Man, there's so much to cover. Just what we're just like diets. I've, I've had so many new thoughts on diets. Um, but to that, what you were just saying, basically when I'm hitting like two months with some of the, the smaller dwarf stuff, I've actually cut back on food quite a bit. Yeah. Um, just because of that reason. It's like, I, I just don't want feeders all the time, you know, just eat, 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 eat. Um, yeah. maybe some people would argue with that and it's not like they're starving, but teaching them, you know, okay, you're going to grow at this pace. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not just going to be a flying stomach coming out of the cage. Right. Not only that, when you got 30 of them, it's a lot. Oh yeah. Okay. I, so most people, you know, I'm, I don't want to be like the one that just sets the tone on how everybody should do stuff, but I, I don't feed my babies a lot. I feed just like I feed my adults really. Yeah. And it's only okay. I, some of my adults, I I feed three to four times a week, give or take. Right? It really just depends. And the babies now, I used to do something where, oh man, I gotta, you know, make sure they're eating the next day, make sure they're eating the next day, gorge them. I get them past the, their first couple weeks, make sure that they're eating. There's re regularly amounts of food, and they're basically doing what I need them to do, which is eat. Just yeah. I need to see you eat, so you know what the what you're doing. You know. Um, and then I leave them alone, and then I just put in food in every other day or every two days. Sometimes these baby mangroves only eat two to three times a week, and that's it. Right. I don't. I don't stuff them a lot. I don't. I don't try to like force them to eat more. Um, I know they'll 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 want to eat a ton, um, but I honestly don't want to make them grow so fast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It, it, I feel like it is a balance. Um, gosh, I guess this year, you know, not 
spreading out too long, but this year and in the next few episodes, I do want to talk just um, different things we might have done, things we were talking about last year. Um, you know, I did cool some animals, so now I'm starting to bring them back up. And as soon as I kind of started, heat, we had a couple days here where the highs are kind of like mid-60s now. So the nights are still cold. We have some nights that got, I think there was one night that got below 30. For us in California, that's cold. <laughs> to someone over yeah. there listening somewheresville you know they're like that's not cool. they're freezing right now <laughs> right <laughs> that's a that's a light sport coat to dinner type of weather <laughs> um but you know for california that's cold and um as soon as those days started hitting 65 and the ambient and the the warehouse would heat up um i started seeing some different action just off of a few meals so i started seeing females start swelling up after a couple like light meals and so now I'm when I start to see those signs, now I'm pounding in the, the food, you know, having them pound the food, offering it up because I know what's going to happen. But we did talk about that a little bit. So I use that in kind of forced into it a little bit with the Kimberly's a little bit early in the fall time. I had to cool them out of necessity um, for some various reasons. And now with the, the rest of the collection, uh, the Ackies, the Tristus, uh, and the sand monitors, as well as the Savannah monitors, um, they all got a, a slight cooling period with real light food, um, if any. And now they're bringing them back up. The dwarf monitors are taking off already. I'm hoping the Savannahs will, and I'm starting to see the signs I'm looking for in the uh, sand monitors as well. So, yeah, my dwarf monitors are all, they're already two clutches in. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, so that's something else. I, I got. Um, I got two clutches from the Kims, and they're already ballooning back up. So yeah. Um, yeah. What's what I'm doing with them is just those lobster roaches. Uh, nice they, man. They love those things. Then they stay on the surface, not like the dubia, like the burrow. Um, yeah. So dubia, they they are in cups, and sometimes they just stop moving. You know. You know what I what I used to do when I had those right because. Huh. I'm I'm very uh, I'm very anti roach, right? Mm-hmm. Not, it's not that I don't want to ever use them. It's just you know they they get out sometimes or they burrow or whatever, right? Or they, there's the frass that I'm allergic to as well. Yeah, um, not all the species, just some of them are really bad. Like orange heads, I'm not so bad with, but dubias, I'll die. <laughs> so, um, but um, I used to do lobsters and lateralis, right? Um, those the fast wall climbers yeah just, right um a trick that you can use if you already have a dish that's flat or however you use it um i i end up with the whatever in a, in a bag right mm-hmm. and I, I take my tongs and i put the bag in between the tongs and then i pinch it a couple times and then it kind of immobilizes them from climbing hmm. but it, it, it but they're still alive moving on the floor gotcha um, but, I would doing, never, I would never release those in my freaking enclosure. Doing yeah. the Terminator crawl for a hungry lizard, <laughs> just this total despair in Kai's yeah. cages. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> You're dying. <laughs> That's like hunting at one of those resorts. No, no fair chase. No sport to it. <laughs> yeah, but hey, man, it, it helps from for you not getting these roaches all over your thing, though. True, especially, you know, especially if they're escapees. So well, yeah, what I man. did was um, the, the cages that I made, they're pretty much sealed off. 
So, um, and the Kims are so fast. I'm actually kind of tongue feeding the roaches. So I know exactly how many they're getting and they're dead before they ever get away. Um, yeah. With the exception of, if I throw one at like recently, one of the gravid females and she refuses, you know, that one might spend uh, a night or two afraid and alone somewhere in the cage. But, uh, the interesting part about the cages is that paint I use, that rubberized paint, the Kims can actually crawl right up the paint, uh, the way it's textured. Um, so if a roach is running up the wall, they have no problem going right after it. Um, so that's kind of fun to see. And then I've started throwing them to the, the black trees. I haven't really seen them go after them yet. They're still kind of focused on me. But the green trees are going after them they seem to like them a lot and sometimes when you pinch them like you said just from the they kind of do this like it's kind of like a hiss and a chatter at the same time uh noise and that seems to get their attention a little bit too so it's been interesting trying different food items on on different animals seeing what works and what doesn't work um but that being said um back to the monitor so i'm, I'm hoping to see some good action here um i put all the all the tree monitors have nesting options, so I'm still filling those out. But at the very least, if something if they want to go, they have every opportunity to go. Uh, all the things that they need to go. Um, and trying to think what else is going on. Just got uh, still some some baby ackies, the baby sand monitors. Um, I'm due for a one coli egg to hatch any day now. It's probably like one day 150. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's up there. That's a pure uh, one, right? Or is that the? It's a pure one. That's awesome. Um, um, they were. It was. It was dug up in October, but the egg had been there for some time. Um, I wouldn't say more than a month because of how of the the development was it, of what was inside. Yeah. Right? So from what was inside, it probably wasn't even there for more than a few weeks. So I'd say, uh, I don't know, like I'd say two to three weeks, give or take, I don't know, something like that. So I went back all the way until September, counting from even mid-September until now, it's roughly around 150 days. Ooh, getting close. You're in that kind yeah. of that. That final stretch any day could uh, bring you a yeah, surprise. Any day. any day, and then I have another Kimberly egg that I just put into the dry, the dry period as it's about to hatch. Um, uh, I take I take my Kimberly clutch as they're on their last leg of incubating, and I put them on dry medium, and it sucks out the extra moisture. Interesting. And they hatch. Very interesting. And we should talk some more about that, especially. Um, you're going to have some Kimberly clutch. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is going to work for everybody. It's just what is working for me. So, right. Um, it's some, some people hatch Kimberly's over water and have no issues. Right. Um, I tried it and I ended up drowning every baby. So, um, you know, it's, it's something, it's something that has to do with something. And I don't huh. know what it is exactly yet. Right. So, yeah, you know, I mean, there's basically results across the board for Kimberly's, I think, being hatched with that uh, that turfish stuff. The yeah, that's peppers, what I'm using a lot of. Um, the you know the sim container on typical yeah. the grid. I've used it. 
on with perlite and vermiculite and um my uh, my best way so far is the one where I showed you that measurement of that where I basically measured it out like 35 grams, 35 grams of water, 35 grams of this. And yeah. I added it all together and I added a, a little bit more of dry perlite on top just just so none of the dry, the moisture touches the egg at all. Um, hmm. They're not even – and then they're still sitting on a grid. It's a totally different thing than a sim container. Um, it's the same – technique it's a suspended egg it's just not a sim container um, Shh, don't say that out loud <laughs> man i gotta tell the truth, I gotta tell the truth. no yeah, I, I haven't had the best of luck with tiny eggs in the sim container i haven't i haven't had the best of luck um, see that i have hatched them out in a sim container a couple times yeah but i've had more luck during the time where i was really effing up and i felt like Man, I'm not really hatching them out. I tried all techniques, everything, every which way. I had maybe three or four different containers with different mediums, different air hole sizes, you know, um, placement, um, water saturation at the bottom. Everything has been a little bit different from the 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 someone else's standard, right? Yeah. Or I took it and I applied it, and so that way I can utilize it. Um, in a way where it's going to benefit me. Um, and so, you know, um, currently, like at one point I was using the turfis, hatched a clutch out on the turfis, didn't like it so much because an egg snapped in half. Mm. Um, and then, uh, you know, I went to the other sim, it's not it's not a sim container, but it's a, a suspended incubation method, right? And so I, go, I, I went with that. Someone bought me that to use because um, they too were also not having the greatest luck with the sim container um i don't know their dragons weren't hatching out in the sim container too well so they went with that other container and i was like all right i'm gonna try it and it was some gift that this lady sent me too i didn't okay. even buy it so yeah she's just like all right here try these um and yeah so i've used quite a few things across the board now i use vermiculite mixed with perlite and water and i do a, a sort of a half and half ratio um or one to one, sorry, one to one ratio. Sorry if someone, people, I, I said that really wrong. But so, <laughs> one um, part to one part. <laughs> one part to one part. Yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, man, it's that's what I'm currently using. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a tough one because I, I honestly don't want to be killing eggs, and I don't want to try too many new things anymore because I feel right. like, feel like I'm past that part right now. So I can just take it easy and just stick with what I have going on. Um, See, yeah, when I yeah. kill eggs, it's always some. I can always pinpoint to what it was. It's usually I've had a few incubation spikes for different reasons, um, but for me, like the the Kimberly eggs, they're super tiny. Um, but so far, you know, I I haven't had any issues between the clutch of Kim eggs. The ones I have now are in sim containers, and then the the Tristus eggs all do fine in the sim containers, um, almost with 100% hatch rate on the good eggs, um, and so they work they work for me for between that and I don't know if it's just because now so sometimes I put them in a sim container and I put the eggs in there 
And sometimes I'll notice right off the bat, even though it's already a preheated container with the, the medium in there, um, I don't really measure the water too much, to be honest. I pour to a certain amount till it looks soup. what I... Yeah, to, to what I... A little lighter than soup, not as soupy as that. So I'd porridge? Say gravy, yeah. <laughs> um, porridge. Poi for my Hawaiian folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so about that consistency, like... So you know it's wet, but not like loose running water. Um, yeah. And then... I'll put eggs in there, and if I notice them start to dent, usually within the first <clears throat> week, just a little bit, something that um, Kevin Baker turned me on to is just put in a moist paper towel, and I do two two pieces of the paper towel um, and just lightly sprayed, laid on top. That egg fills right back up, and I, I haven't had any issues. And then even when eggs – I think I showed you a picture. I had that one clutch of ackee eggs where the the – eggs swelled up so they were circles they were little ping pong balls they didn't have an egg shape to them at all but everything hatched fine um so i don't i can't say that's the same with some of the other monitor eggs but i'm beginning to believe ackee eggs are just if they're good they're good you know you really gotta um do something bad to them for them not i mean i've had ackee eggs spike to over 100 degrees for <laughs> a short period of time and hatch um I've had them. We've had them pop in half. Yeah, yeah, pop in half and still hatch out. Um, just crazy stuff. They're so just robust. I mean, they're impressive animals. Not only as the actual animal, but just as embryos. You know. Um, but 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 a Kimberly, on the other hand, drops uh, some water on it and it's gone. Look at it the wrong way. Right. Pinkies out. Breathe, walk on your tiptoes. <laughs> breathe cold. Breathe cold air. It's it's gone. No, no just kidding. That, not that bad. Well, that being said, um, and you would know this, you've kept other stuff too. Uh, Kimberly's, they hit that, I won't even say they hit a certain age. They are just very uh, intelligent and personable monitors. You know, you can kind of interact with them. So now when I approach the cage with the, the bin of roaches, they run up to the front and they tilt their head to try to look down at what I'm doing. You know, then I can open the cage. They're right on the lip. If they wanted to make a break for it, I would basically not be able to stop all four of them at once, you know. And they just sit there like little puppy dogs waiting for their roaches to come. Um, I can mess with them. Their tongue flicks. They know my fingers aren't roaches. And they're waiting to see that roach come out. And, um, you know, you can run them up your arms and back into the cage and everything. And they're just... If I'm messing around in the cage, if I have to reach in and move one, it's not this like dart off runaway thing that I, I see in so many of the other monitors. It's, uh, um, you know, they're, they're, they're just cool. So it, some of the intrigue, if people are wondering what's so cool about Kim's, that's what's so cool. Ackies are more tanky. They're just like, there's a yeah. wall. I'm going to run into it type of, you know, um, uh, dwarf monitor and they're great they they're, they're great they're robust that's why they're great for learning with they come in great colors and they can be super sweet too uh don't get me wrong i have a couple of them that are just absolutely great animals but um i don't know you you kind of see it with the kims a little bit and then uh tristis are their own other thing i got some cool ones and i got some just absolute crazy ones uh you better be watching where they go because they will even in even in a four foot cage with windows where you think you can see everything, all of a sudden you hear something running on the floor behind you, and you're, 
Where did that go? <laughs> so, um, all right, man. We're, this is just, but oh, one other thing. Um, at the at the show uh, that I, I saw, there was this basilisk. I don't know if you saw it. It was blue and black. It looked like a blue tree monitor's colors. There was no green on it whatsoever. Why didn't you and buy it? I almost did. But I don't keep basilisks. I know nothing about them. And so now I'm, you know, a couple anything of... With, anything with feet like that, <laughs> you got to require a lot of running room, man. Right. So yeah. here I am in the hotel room. You know, it's like 1130 at night. I should be sleeping for the next day. And I'm, I'm looking up basilisks. <laughs> <laughs> why I don't need one. All the reasons why. And still trying to convince myself, oh, man, yeah, I could take that home and... But I mean, it was just so striking to see another animal. The only animal I've seen in those colors is a blue tree monitor. And so when I look over, I think it was like Sandfire, Sunfire Dragons had it. Um, And it was just this blue and black animal. And it was just impressive. Um, Yeah, it was, that was pretty cool to see. And other than that, you know, there's a few other, oh, there was the, uh, there was a guy with two other baby blue tails. And there was one I really liked. And I told them, hey, you know, maybe we can work something out. So I kept going back when I could on breaks to to talk to the right person over there first off. And we were talking about something. I said, okay, let me run back to the table. And it was like an hour or two after that, I go back there and he's like, someone took it. Someone stole one of the blue tails off of his table. They ran right up front. And uh, um, I think the way he was, the way they were placed, they, it's just if they turned around, someone can steal it. You know? Oh yeah, so they had a massive um, area in the corner, whole, whole section. Yeah, there was there must have been ten tables. You know the way they set them up over there, and when you yeah. got stuff on every side, you got four people. I think it had four people, but at any given time, it's two or three people. Um, yeah, but you know. We were trying to put the word out there as fast as we could. One, because I still wanted that animal. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and maybe I'll pick up another blue tree, uh, blue tailors too. But um, yeah, that was that was cool to see a few of them I there. Think the, I think the next round that you do, no more little ones. You'll have to be little ones. Basically, puts you at more odds of having something that you don't want. You know, you'll have, you'll have the ones that you grow out right. The ones that you grow out will already be within decent numbers and of sex ratios, it looks like. It looks like, what, 2.2 so far? So far, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, it looks like 2.2. The problem is this gets expensive. When I see that gorgeous adult animal of known sex, it's like, oh, oh, you want this, huh? Oh, well, yeah, let's talk. pay for it because it's (laughs) worth it, especially if it's tame. Like if If it's great, right, they show you it's it's great then you know the animal's really worth it they, if it's not oh man it, it, it kind of jeopardized some stuff i guess true so if anybody's listening and you have one of those dorianus that is just a one-of-a-kind yeah. animal and you want some kimberly's in the future let's talk <laughs> i'll just i'll set those aside for the dorianus project they're gonna fund it in one way or another <laughs> yeah. you know um i'm not sure if um, what's the name? Um, is it Great Valley Serpentarium? Or oh yeah, it, um, Joey. Yeah, I think, I think he had 
some for sale, but I don't I don't remember what they were. He had were he had blue tree monitors for sale. No, no, no. He had he he messaged me with the Indicus list. Oh, really? It was like yeah, it was like a a Dorianus pear, a Melanus, and a peach thrower or something like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I yeah, thought you yeah, meant it. No. Right. Um. But um. Yeah, it's it's gotta be like someone like really you know obviously it's like they love the animal right but it's like they you know either they can't they don't want it anymore or they can't take care of it anymore or something like that and right yeah it, it, it ends up in your lap or whatever dude i've had several big mangroves just end up in my lap man yeah no, no, no charge other than me going out there to really get it you know yeah um but yeah it's you know maybe maybe dorian is might not be so. Um, I don't know whether just pawning it off, but you never know, man. Someone's gonna see that you're gonna put it to good use and. True. Know, and like yeah. True. Um, other than that, I know we're gonna keep this one under the two-hour mark we usually go for, but um, it was fun meeting some of the other vendors that were there too. Joey was one of them. Uh, really cool. If you guys don't know, uh, GB Serpentarium are great. Uh, basin Serpentarium. Um, he breeds all kinds of stuff, but he breeds monitors and he breeds uh, the Morelia bread lie, basically the Centralian carpet python. And I'm a huge fan, so uh, I'm a fan of his off the bat. Um, I think he hatched out was it Offenberg Eye or Timorensis? Yep. Um, well, it's Offenberg Eye, but if you talk to Joey, and you know what, maybe we should have him on. He has his own feelings on what's what. So um, I'd love to maybe, if you'd want to come on, get him on and uh, maybe have that conversation. And um, Another good person that uh, got to meet in person, Ryan McVeigh at the show. It was fun. We weren't too far from him. Um, uh, Shane from Evergreen was right across the way from us, and it was fun talking to him because uh, we've had some dealings back and forth, uh, sending animals. Um and so it was really good meeting him. Uh, I know everybody's busy. Everybody's there to vend. Uh, you can only do so much, talk so much, hang out so much. Uh, but it was really good uh, meeting him for sure. Uh, he's working with uh, – he has a sand monitor. He has uh, some Tristus, some Kims, and some Ackies. So, and he does a ton of snakes too. So it's, it's it was fun to get the inner looking into like what people are working with and who they are and, and those type of things. So Yeah, um, yeah. I felt I felt like um, I was able to socialize a little bit more this time. Yeah. Um, dang, I forget his name. Jason, did you see Jason? I, I forget his name. He does the white throats. Um, oh, I don't think I did. Yeah, I know so who I you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, he came. He's he's local to me. Okay. But he came. He came to the show. Um, the the young kid that's doing the doom rolls right now, Aiden. Yeah, yeah. So um, he... Aiden was Aiden was there. Well, it was nice to meet Aiden. Um, there was a guy who was... came to your table. I don't know if you got a chance to talk to him. I saw Dean talking to him. Um, he does that entrepreneur podcast. I believe that was oh, him. Yeah, yeah. Bill uh, Bill Strand or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I I I saw him briefly. I gave him some grasshoppers on top of whatever he ordered. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really get a chance. I think he was just leaving as I was bagging and stuff like that. 
and Lynn helped him out. I didn't really realize it until it was like him, right? And then I was like, oh, sort of starstruck, sort of busy, can't really say anything. So I just like, all right, here, here's a, yeah, here's a, here's a free cup. I, I really got to get back to this real quick, or else we're gonna be swamped and no one's gonna have anything to sell. So. Well, it's hard because everybody's masked up because of the requirements for the show. So if you came by and said hi to me or Kai and we didn't recognize you, it. It's not like we weren't trying. It's just uh, we were masked up. You were masked up. It was loud in there. And, you know, sometimes you can't hear people too well or they can't hear you talking through the mask, leaning over a table. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, there was the auction. Honestly, we for after the show, um, we dipped out on the auction. <laughs> Poked yeah, our heads in real quick. And those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, went to dinner right there in the hotel. And that was actually really good. We all got burgers and they were delicious. And uh, met a guy, Mason. So uh, he gave me like a, a rundown on social media and algorithms and all kinds of things. And uh, it was actually fascinating to listen to because I, I don't know that stuff. I didn't even know that was a world of things. Um, and to see him break it down, listen to him break it down was just absolutely fascinating like a little mini education the only problem was i was sitting across from him at dinner and uh, i kept stepping on his shoes <laughs> i felt bad afterwards but it's it's like i had that uh when you have that table that has that you know metal pole in the middle so you got to kind of yeah. put your feet around it so he's sitting on the other side of that he's you know i wear a size 12 i think he had bigger feet than i did and so we're just playing footsie all night as he's talking so um but it was fun. It was a good conversation. Um, you know, hanging out was fun. Uh, flying back, I, I was able to get on the earlier flight back with Alex. It was at one point. I'm talking to you because you're like, "Are you sending the the um, animals home with me? I need to know because you're boxing up. You're trying to get out of there." I got my wife in my ear on my ear pod. You know, trying to coordinate with her for things. Um, Across from me is Shane with in a guy at his booth um, that's helping out actually lives like two, three miles from me that was driving back. So I was trying to coordinate with him. And then at the same time, Alex is texting me like, we're right now in the parking lot. Are you coming or not? Because we got to leave to the airport now. So I'm having these four conversations going on at once. And uh, it all worked out, though. It, it all worked out. And thank you for bringing that up because I was in such a like days of what do we do now? Like you said, uh, first time at the show, Ty's over here. Like you better get your stuff together. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, that's yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll figure out. I got a lot going on, but I'm super efficient about everything. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just, it just has to, it just has to be, there's so much going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the only part. Oh, the, so that was one other thing I'll let everybody in on. So there was a point in the show where because of what Kai's selling, uh, you had to like, um, you know, you need to change basically. Cause you could sell a cup of grasshoppers or a few grasshoppers yeah. for not that much. Yeah, yeah. So it's still Kai's already selling stuff, but it's still early in the show on the first day. And he's like, Hey, can you go find some change? I'm running all over that show. You know um, of course, reptile guys that have the, the bigger ticket items, you know, the, the, hundred dollar and up items they don't have change they're making sales on other platforms uh i go to the guys in the middle with all the nuts they're like come back in an hour we can't help you right now 
And so I had just gotten lunch from one of the carts outside that uh, pastrami burger, which was delicious. And uh, the lady's like, okay, I can help you out. But only, I think she could give me 21s and the rest in 20s for that 100 you gave me. That, that, was, that was worth it, man. <laughs> it, it worked. It worked. Because that's all we really needed. Yeah. Yeah, I got to change my prices, make them more odd and even numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I think I think Lynn was saying that behind your back at the show too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, everything's in derivative of fives. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time, man. Um, hopefully, there'll be some more in the future. Um, yeah, I think there's a. I'm not gonna do too many shows that are back to back. I'll probably stretch them out a little bit because I don't really need to, you know, deal with that, right? Right. Um, but yeah, man, we'll, we'll we'll do another one uh, where it plans out a little bit. Where I don't know, I guess everybody's got a lot of stuff. Good, all good offspring, good timing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, I think you could have probably bought brought some more, right? Yeah, I just didn't yeah. have. So I had to cut things short, even prepping for the show. There was more stuff I wanted to bring that I couldn't, um, just due to timing. Um, literally I boxed up one box to send to Kai and that was all the time I had just to make it to FedEx. I couldn't spend more time to even box that up. I couldn't get to it earlier and I didn't want animals sitting in a box for a day or an extra day. Um, so yeah, some, some better planning, but of course the next show, if I do one will be Sacramento for me. So that's, um, near, near where I live. So that, that shouldn't be too bad. That's all drive time. So if you need to ship stuff up to me, <laughs> I guess it's my turn to uh, take care of you. You know, if you got That's any the of those. thing is, I just can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't leave. I'd be like John over the phone, talking to everybody, <laughs> telling them which one to feed which one. There's plenty yeah. of those conversations going on. Uh, that yeah, was fun to see it all work. Uh, yeah. but other um, than that yeah john and alex uh great guys uh it was fun hanging out um john thank you for all the kindness and everything uh you know he kept paying for stuff and then i try to pay for something he's like what are you doing you know like stop doing that you keep offering i'm like yeah you keep paying for stuff so i need to do my part just to feel okay sitting here eating dinner and uh but really nice um so it's good to meet him in person as well um alex is near me so we we've been able to interact quite a bit up till then but uh um it was good to make everything work and it was also you were there kai um coordinating the more people to help or just keep an eye on something was you know really good um so it seemed like it worked out great but uh all right man you want to wrap it up yeah all right, for the next show, let's. Uh, I think we both in agreement we want to get a guest on here, so you guys don't just have to listen to us talk about our problems all day long. But uh, uh, so hopefully we'll get a guest on here and another episode out to you pretty soon. Um, we are brought to you by the Morelia Python Radio Network. So go to moreliapythonradio.com. Um, if you have any questions, you can you can email info at moreliapythonradio.com. Um, for anything you might have, there's a number of podcasts. If you go onto the 
website and that list is growing. It was around nine or 10. There's a few more on there to include things like uh, short tail pythons and a few other ones that are coming up. Um, but Kai, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me mostly on Facebook under Kai fan. Um, you can find me on Instagram at big underscore lizard one Oh three. Um, you can also find me on YouTube at mangrove Mecca. That's mangrove and M E C C A. Um, and yeah, I'm most responsive on Facebook. I'll get around everything else, but I'm most responsive on Facebook. So, uh, feel free to send me a message and, um, yeah, lots of me talk to you guys. For me, you can find me on Instagram at origins, uh, underscore reptile. And then on Facebook at origins reptile. Um, I'm pretty even on either one. So I can respond to you on either one. Um, Hit me up however you want. I'm love to hear the uh, the questions that get thrown my way. Meet new people. Just talk animals in general. Um, sometimes it's it's not even animals. Sometimes it's talking the balance of life with animals or whatever's going on. But I'm a person too, so uh, reach out. You know, um, love to meet some new people. Uh, new questions are always exciting, or if we can help out in any way. Um, other than that, also you can look for Morelia Python Radio on both facebook and instagram as well as their youtube channel um you can find all their shows including ours there and on most major uh podcast uh, apps that are out there so till next time guys thanks for listening